Okay, let's talk about sticking people. <laughs> We're just gonna talk a lot about syringes and needles and how to inject medication. So, as far as like the anatomy of a syringe goes, there's the barrel, which is the main part of the syringe where the medication goes, um, the plunger that pushes it out, uh, the leading ring and trailing ring, um, the rubbery part at the end of the plunger, and there's the syringe hub, and then the needle. And so when you're drawing up medication, you want to line up the leading ring, so the very bottom part of the plunger, um, to where the marking is on the barrel, because that is how you'll indicate how much to get. So there's also safety um, devices that are put onto needles and syringes <clears throat> to prevent sticking. So be sure to know how to use all the different kinds of safety devices and to use them. And generally speaking, don't recap the needle. <laughs> and if you do, do the scoop method where your hand is out of the way. So as far as um, little things to know about them, <laughs> keep the needle sterile at all times and pull back a new syringe so the plunger pull it back um, to loosen it so it doesn't stick when injecting. When changing needles, do it immediately. Don't wander around this with the syringe full of medication open in the air. Uh, wear gloves when drawing up and administering it. Um, I literally just looked up how to pronounce this. Parenteral. There we go. <laughs> Parenteral medication. <clears throat> Put used needles in the sharps container as soon as feasibly possible. And when needles and syringes are, or, well, they're now disposable. They used to not be, believe it or not, but, yep. There are different types of needles, too, or straws. They're filter needles and filter straws. So if you're ever um, drawing medication from, like, glass, a glass ampule or something, you want to use a filter needle because there could be little shards of glass in the medication that fell in when you broke it open and you don't want to inject that into somebody and when you use that you use the filter needle to draw it up and then you change the needle to administer otherwise you're just pushing it back into the person and what was the point <laughs> so <laughs> there are different syringe tips so there's the lure lock tip which is mostly what I've seen there's also the slip tip, the um, eccentric tip, and the catheter tip. The catheter tip is long and tapered, and the eccentric tip is off-center. Um, the slip tip is a slip or push-on connection, and then the lure lock is a twist. Oral syringes look very different. They have the the eccentric tip usually not necessarily always but um, they're also like bigger and you can just tell that they look different sometimes they'll be a different color or something 
So needles come in different lengths depending on what is needed, depending on the patient. They also come in different gauges that can range from 14 to 32. And the smaller the gauge, the larger the diameter of the lumen of the needle. So the smaller the gauge, the larger the diameter of the needle. So choose the gauge of needles based on the medication being delivered. If it's really thick, you'll want to use a larger diameter, so a smaller gauge. Um, the size of, a, of the patient, if they're bigger and you're going like into their muscle, you might need a long needle. Um, the patient's skin condition and the speed of delivery of medication. So and here I have just like a picture of different needle gauges. Um, so I don't know, maybe you can review that sometime. But <clears throat> so there's the intradermal, subcutaneous, intramuscular, and intravenous. Intravenous? Intravenous. Yeah, I don't know why that sounds weird, but the intradermal is where it's between the skin, the layers of the skin. So um, the subcutaneous, I just bit my tongue, ouch. <laughs> the subcutaneous is in the fatty layer of the skin. And oh, with the intradermal, it's a very, very shallow angle of between the skin and the needle. So it's almost parallel. It's not, but you know, it kind of looks like the needle is just like laying right on the skin. Um, the subcutaneous is a 45 degree angle, or if it's a short needle, you could just go straight in. That You'll have to use your judgment on that. And then the intramuscular is a 90 degree angle, where you're going straight into the muscle. So subcutaneous medications are given into the fatty layer um, and the absorption is slower than through the intramuscular route because it doesn't have as rich of a blood supply as muscles and the um, sites on the abdomen and arms are the fastest absorption. Um, those on the thigh and upper buttocks the slowest absorption. Medication is absorbed more evenly from the abdomen than from the thighs and buttocks because it is less affected by activity. And typically you'll want to use a 25 to 30 gauge needle, about a uh, 3 eighths inch to a 1 inch. So again, for subcutaneous, 25 to 30 gauge, about 3 eighths inch to an inch. And it's usually no more than 1 mil. Um, let's see, tuberculin syringes, they're one mil and marked in increments of 0 0.01 milliliters and insulin syringes are calibrated in units, so beware of that when you're giving insulin, pay attention to that. Do not push insulin in anything but an insulin syringe. So, a unit syringe. There's this thing called a carpuject, where it's a pre-filled unit dose system, and you put it in this, like, 
plastic thing like I don't even know how to describe it but it's weird <laughs> um let's see as an example of kind of a weirder specialized needle is Levinox it's disposable pre-filled and self-contained and it helps reduce the risk of um, deep vein thrombosis and so that when you like inject you push it again um, to like initiate the safety Intradermal, the medications are given into the dermis, so the layer of the skin located beneath the skin surface. This is the longest absorption of time of all parenteral routes. (laughs) Um, You'll usually use a tuberculin syringe, and the doses are small, usually less than 0.5 milliliters. And the intradermal route is commonly used for allergy or TB testing. Um, most nurses use the patient's non-dominant arm for TB testing and the dominant arm, chest, or upper back for all other tests, so allergy testing. And this is usually a quarter inch to half an inch length needle and a 25 or 27 gauge needle. The angle of administration is between 5 and 15 degrees, and the inner surface of the forearm is the most common area. And you'll want to be sure that the bevel, so, well, just hopefully you know what the bevel is on a needle. The bevel is up, facing up, or it'll hurt worse and not work properly. The intramuscular injection it's into the muscle tissue and this medication is absorbed fast um, and because of the rich blood supply in the muscles and muscles can also tolerate more fluid so you can give as much as four or five milliliters of liquid in the large vastus lateralis and the ventrogluteal muscles of an adult <clears throat> and the deltoid is easily accessible but has a smaller muscle so you don't want to give that much um, into it but the smaller the muscle the less fluid it can tolerate typically you'll use a 22 to 25 gauge but it can be as large as an 18 gauge and the length is 5 8 inch to about one and a half inch but with obese adults you may need to use like a three inch or something like that medications in oil based would require a larger bore needle and the needle length and size should be based on the individual patient. So to avoid complications, it's important to be able to identify anatomic landmarks so you don't want to hit like a nerve or an artery going in. There's also the Z-Track method where you pull the skin to the side and then inject and then release the skin. That way it moves the skin um, out of the way and then kind of seals it once you move it back because some medications are um, irritable to the skin. And let's see. Um, I'm going to pause right there with this because that was a lot. So 
there will be a part two with injections, but hopefully this helped, and good luck!